What kind of mother would I be if I didn't know the name of my daughter's favorite doll? She had gone over and over that question on her way here in the car, and the answer was always the same. I'm no better than she is. Every time that awareness came to the surface, it was like receiving the same wound. At 11.40, she stepped into limbo. That was what they called the Missing Persons Bureau at Federal Police Headquarters. It was in the basement of the West Wing, as far as possible from the main entrance. That and its name seemed to imply that nobody could care less about the place. She was greeted by the constant roar of the antiquated air conditioner, the smell of stale smoke, a legacy of the old days when you could smoke in this building, and the damp that rose from the foundations. Limbo consisted of a number of rooms, plus a lower floor containing old paper records and a storeroom of exhibits. There were three offices, each containing four desks, except for the one reserved for the captain. The largest room, though, was the first one you came to as you entered, the waiting room. This was where, for so many, the road ended. As you walked in, you noticed three things. First, the emptiness. In the absence of furniture, echoes could move freely about the space. Second, the feeling of claustrophobia. Despite the high ceiling, there were no windows, and the only illumination came from the grey fluorescent lighting. The third thing you noticed was the hundreds of eyes. The walls were covered in photographs of missing persons. Men and women, young and old. Children. It was the children who first hit you. Mila had long wondered why. Then she realized that the reason they stood out was because their presence here aroused a niggling feeling of injustice. Children didn't choose to disappear, so it was taken as read that it was an adult who had grabbed them and dragged them into an invisible dimension. But they didn't get any preferential treatment on these walls. Their faces were placed with all the others, following strict chronological order. All the inhabitants of the Wall of Silence were equal. There was no distinction of race, religion, sex, or age. The photograph was merely the most recent proof of their presence in this life. It might be a snapshot taken at a birthday party, or a frame of CCTV footage. They might be smiling without a care. They might not even be aware they were being photographed. Above all, none of them suspected that they were posing for a last picture. From that point onwards, the world had continued without them. But nobody would abandon them. Nobody in limbo would forget about them. They aren't people, Mila's chief, Steph, would say. They're just the subject of our work, and if you can't think like that, you won't last long here. I've been here twenty years. But Mila couldn't refer to these people as the subject of our work. In other sections, they would have been called victims, a generic term that simply meant they had been on the receiving end of some kind of crime. Mila's colleagues from outside Limbo had no idea how lucky they were to have that word. In cases of disappearance, you cannot immediately determine whether the missing person is a victim 
or has run away of his or her own free will. Those who worked in limbo did not really know what they were investigating. Kidnapping, murder, runaways. Those who worked in limbo were not rewarded with justice.